you know, uh, this day uh, after I woke up, because uh, normally there's one thing that I do when I wake up, I ask God for wisdom. I ask him to help me to have wisdom in that particular day, how to lead my steps. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So there's a prayer I make. You know, there's a prayer I make. So I made a prayer. I said, God, order my steps. And that was a prayer. And I was asking God to show me some certain wisdoms in how to deal with particular events, things, plans, projects, ministry. So I was praying for direction and for wisdom, especially wisdom. You see, another thing to pray for something to happen. It's another thing to pray that God should just show you the wisdom behind it. Because everything you see, there is a wisdom behind it. So I spoke to the Lord to, to, to help me, to give me the wisdom on, on the things I was about to handle, the things I was about to, you know, to look at. So I was praying for that. And as I prayed and I finished praying, I took my Bible and I was led to a wonderful scripture, Isaiah 26, verse 2. I want you to check it there. And now, give me the scripture. Isaiah 26, verse number 2. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. My God. Open you the girts. It says, open you the girts. It says, that the righteous nation, which keepeth the truth, may enter in. May enter in. Hmm. This is, this is interesting. But then it gets more interesting. In Genesis 14, verse 14, in New Living Translation, you know, there was a moment, some of you may not understand this, but there was a moment where Lot was kidnapped. Okay, the Bible says it. I'll, I'll read it for you now. Lot was kidnapped. He was taken. You see, when there's an influence, sometimes there are certain things that will just happen. Some certain people just woke up in the morning and decided to go and kidnap Lot. That the Bible says, just go, give me the scripture. Genesis 14, 14. Yeah. In NLT, when Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the one 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued the Kedronam, Kedromas, army until he caught up with them at Dan. I just want to see something here. The Bible says, when, when Abram heard that Lot, Lot had been captured. Was captured. Oh. He said he mobilized 318 people who were born in his household. Now, I shared with you partly yesterday, and I want you to see here. Oh, the boy. Bible speaks of Abram. Before he became Abram, he was Abram. In chapter 12, all right, the Lord says to him, now, remember this is chapter 14, but in chapter 12, the Lord says something to him from verse 1 of uh, 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 Genesis, chapter 12. The Lord says, 
the Lord had said to Abraham, I love that. Leave right. your native country. Leave your native country. Your relatives. Your relatives. And your father's family. And your father's family. And go to the land that I will show you. Now that's more important. Don't just go to a land, but the land that I will show. show. Two. All right. I will make you into a great nation. Now, this is where we are trying to, to go back today on my emphasis from, I think, a few days ago. I'm trying to show you something that is important. The reason this teaching is coming in this season, this teaching, it is a showing forth of a certain nation. Abram, though he had that promise, he never inherited or he never saw this nation until there was a moment when God said to him, lift up your eyes and see. As far as you see, this place shall be given to you. Now, it took God to show him the place. Now, in chapter 12, God says to the land that I will show you. Not the land that you will go, but I will show you. Now, yes, we see him leaving the native country, which in this case represents the sacred world, which I've been speaking to you and showing you that it is very much possible. You can live in this earth, yet spiritually, geographically you have relocated from this earth and its systems to a spiritual world, which is the Jesus nation, where there are systems to conquer, to defeat, to overrule, to override the systems of this world. Because this world has got seven systems which are operating, dominating, and ruling the earth. And I've told you about the political system. You cannot have a nation without a political system. We have the media system, the propaganda system. We have the systems of the Hevites, uh, which uh, operates and takes over in issues of uh, art, entertainment. We have the educational systems, which have taken over the world. We have the Hittites, which is the media. We have the Perizzites, the system of religion. There is no country without religion. If you go to India, they are identified by their religion. If you go to Dubai, they are identified by their religion. If you come to Africa, we are also identified in the same manner. So the world has got systems. If you go to Israel, there's religion. So there are systems of the world, and these systems represent uh, the running or the runnings of this world. Now, we did mention to you, I, I shared this, uh, these things to you. And then we have the financial system, which illuminates from the commerce, trade, the financial industry itself, the business, whatsoever you, you mention it, money. This could be the physical paper, crypto, whatsoever it is. But these are the systems that are running the world. And when God spoke to the people of Israel, he didn't say, leave Egypt and go to this other country. No. God had planned that the country they must go must be Canaan. And I did mention to you that the reason is Canaan was a superpower. Somebody say superpower. Now, when God sat down, it was to his good plan that his people must take over what controls the world. Mm. 
Are you, are you here? And you must understand, who was Canaan? How did Canaan come? What really happened? What took place? It takes you back to what I've been mentioning to you because I want this message to sink in your spirit. That it has always been the intention of God to make his people govern and rule the earth. As the Bible says that God had made this purpose to happen through a man by the name Adam. And when Adam failed, God said, I will make sure that this plan still works. Because Adam was given the access, the power, the dominion. He had access to everything. He had power over the demons, the God. In fact, he was naming things. The Bible says he named everything you see. You, are, you call a dog today. And the person who gave that name is Adam. A lion, you see, the Bible says any name he gave to anything, it was a soul. Oh, are, are, you, are you following? Are you following? Even a woman, the Bible says when God created a woman, God did not name her. The Bible says it was Adam who said from today you shall be called a woman. So God, in his plan, in his purpose, he made man to have dominion, to control. To, and God wanted things to remain that way. Do you know that God and, and, and a man, they had that relationship. They would, you know, they would have this type of talks like every single day. They even reached the level of doing hide and seek games. Where Adam even would hide on a fig tree. And God would come and say, where are you? <laughs> you. <laughs> God would even come in the garden and he said, Adam, Adam, where are you? Like, ah. This is how things are supposed to be. A relationship. God wants this type of a relationship to relate with his people. And God wants this conversation. And so when Adam was made, there was that type of a relationship. God would come and conversate with Adam. And, and he had the power. And there was that type of discussion. Affairs of the garden were discussed between God and Adam. The Bible even says, and God put him in the garden to take care of the land. It says to cultivate it. It was that good, the relationship. Until Adam lost it. And when Adam lost it, God waited a little bit. Oh, so we had the generation of the men that came after. And they began to defile it. In chapter 7, God says no. I can't keep this anymore. I'm going to destroy the world with water. So we hear the Bible saying, God preserves the righteous and he destroys everyone. This has been my emphasis. God destroys the whole system and he keeps Noah. But notice, he does not allow Noah to have a child. I know we have, people have thought that... Uh, Abraham lived so many, many years without having a child. But the Bible actually says Noah, he was actually, he had the first child at the age of 600 years. The longest man ever to remain without a baby. For 100 years, no child. 
And when he gave birth to a child, notice this. When he gave birth to a child, he gave birth to another child. And these children did not either have kids. For 100 years, God had shut their wombs, their wives' wombs. Because the Bible says when God called out for Noah to enter into the, into, uh, the ark, the Bible says, the Lord said to his wife, get in. It was not man talking. God said, tell, tell your wife to get in. Tell your children to get in. And then the Bible says, and God said, you enter. Then God closed. God closed the ark. It was not them closing it. I believe that this age, this world, will be closed by the Lord himself. So the Bible says, and God closed it. Are you, are you understanding? It was not them who went there and do a wheel and do something. The Bible says God himself. And you must understand the first person who was called to enter was the wife. God said, tell your wife to enter. Mrs. Noah. One time my wife was telling me about Mrs. Noah. I was like, wow. Mrs. Noah. Somebody say Mrs. Noah. God said, enter. She was respected. Can you imagine a woman? Your husband is doing something and he's like, uh, you know, the, one day there'll be rain. For 100 years, nothing happening, no rain, nothing. And every day your husband is going there. But do you notice that God had sent supernatural helpers who helped him to do the whole job? There were people. You need to understand that. When he finished doing it, there was no rain. You think, what this guy is doing? I have read in the Bible and I've checked men of faith. This man had faith. Can you imagine building something that you don't even see what you're building for? This is what God is going to do. is raising up the modern Noahs. People who prepare for, for the departure of the church. They'll build up things. In my book, the Jesus nation. I have explained what type of prosperity will come upon this nation. It is not something like, oh, Papa, I have got a job. It's more than that. We are dealing with financial prophets who will come out. Huh. And they'll be doing things with their finger. They'll just look at that and say, uh, Papa, I want that. You see, you see that mountain? I want something to be built there. For, for, for the Lord. Amen. And things will be built. Amen. Contractors will be coming. You see, this is a moment when God said that those who have got faith, they shall say to this mountain, be you removed. Amen. And he didn't say how, you shall remove it. And did you hear that? I said, did you hear that? He didn't say how we shall move mountains. But he said, if you have got faith, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. One time we uh, I told some of my people, I said, no, let's move a mountain. We don't have to say, come out. We went to a small mountain in one of my, my, my areas. And I said, uh, tomorrow, I said, you. I said, I want tomorrow find a person who can come the tracks and remove this mountain. So they went there, you know. In the morning, tracks started removing the stones. I said, it must be flat. 
The Bible says we shall remove. <laughs> you didn't hear me. Now, <laughs> watch this. Somebody say faith. God is raising up a generation. God is raising up a generation that will say, I will not allow the righteous to be kidnapped. I will not allow the righteous like Lot to be captured. God removed Abram from a place and said, I will make you into a great nation. And God did it. To a level whereby, because he was in a great nation, anything that happens to the righteous, he was being used to protect, to save the interest of the righteous. Can you imagine a lot was captured? If Abraham was not a great nation, what could have happened? Have you ever imagined? We talk about Lot today, how Lot, how great Lot was, the things, the achievements of Lot. It is because one man called Abraham was able to protect him. And I believe that somebody, someone is going to protect the interest of the righteous. But listen, if Abraham was the poor boy in his country, in his native nation, would he stand against the army? Would he stand and do the work he did? So, no matter how you pray, no matter how you fast, you must understand, you need utensils. You need resources. Hmm, you are not understanding this. You must start praying. You must start seeing this thing. If we have to save the righteous, if we have to save the church, if we have to do this, we need resources. Abraham was, the Bible said he had 380 men. And he pursued the enemy. He pursued the enemy. The Bible says open the gates so that the holy nation can come in. It says open the gates. This is a statement, a word spoken because hear this. There is no any holy nation that just enters. There are Jerichos you must conquer. There are gates that must fall. And God says there are some, some people. There is a nation that must enter, but the gates must open. So tonight, I want to pray with, with, with you on resources. Somebody say resources. No, 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 no. You, you can say better than that. Say resources. We want to pray for resources. And I, and I don't want you to pray like you're praying for yourself. As I said yesterday, that the problem of Abram, Abram was praying for his child to get the inheritance of his possession. So he spoke to God. He said, God, how can my child, my child, not possess what I have. He said, Father, give me a baby. Give me a child to be the one to inherit. And God said, you're not going to have a child until you understand why I want you to have a child. The reason you have that miracle, it is not for your self-satisfaction. God said, until four angels were dispatched to come and inform Abram, to say, hear this. The whole reason you're going to have a baby is not your agenda. God is seeing future. Are you understanding? God was seeing Israel. That from Abraham, there will be Isaac. Isaac will have two children. 
And this should not be Esau and Jacob. And Jacob will become a nation of Israel. So God was not seeing an inheritor to inherit the possessions of, of Abraham. God was seeing someone who inherited the promise. So much as I see somebody looking for, I want a child. Somebody's looking for, I want deliverance. God is looking at the motives. Why you want it? The reason God will hear you, it's not because God wants us to hear you for your self-satisfaction. But because God wants you to live long so that he can carry his plan and purpose. Are you, are you, are you understanding? So somebody said, um, I'm praying for prosperity. I want to I wanna become rich. For what? For what reason? If you become rich and what happens? If you are healed and there are people healthier than you. And they're not even in church. So what would be the difference between your health and others? There are people who are rich, billionaires, and they're not even the church. They have never even read the Bible. So what would be the difference between your money and them? The difference is the mission. Come on, somebody say, I'm hearing you, prophet. The difference is the mission. Mission. Mm. So there's no reason for you to think you deserve something. Wow. For your personal satisfaction. Like, ah, I think, you know, no, hear this. The nation that God is calling, when I saw in a vision, I saw properly. You see, I saw like where there are like seven mountains. And I saw them clacking. Cracks began to develop. And as I saw them, they began to shake. And as I looked, it was as if you were watching something. And I saw them sinking and going. And the place became the valley. And as I saw the valley, I saw seven mountains rising from heaven. And I saw these mountains coming. And exactly they sat where these other mountains were. And when I saw them, I heard the word mountains of God. Mountains of God. And on these mountains, I saw cities being built. And I saw the people and the life that was there. I saw the beauty. I saw the glory. And the Lord spoke to me. The seven mountains you saw at first are these current mountains that are controlling events in the world. But I will remove them. And I will put my mountains. And I shall make my people conquer. And dominate the systems. And there shall be. And time shall come. When the world shall know I am the Lord. And Jesus shall rule over these nations. Over these mountains. Before his second return. For righteousness and justice. Must prevail the earth. Before the second coming of the Messiah. Somebody say yes. And, and God began to speak to me how it will happen. And he began to reveal to me how things, these things will take place. And it was quite funny. You see, the following day, I had a program when I saw this vision. The following day, I had a program. I had taken some of my sons and I said, the Lord said we should go somewhere. And we, we, it was about 300 or 400 kilometers somewhere, very far. I said, God said I should pray for you. So they came and I was with them in the car and I was speaking to them of these things. Now, I took them to go and pray for them over this, what God was showed me about them. Now, when we arrived there, the Lord spoke to me and said, right now, call your intercessors. Call your intercessors now. So, I have a, 
uh, a Zoom conference. So I had to call my intercessor. I said, right now, get into Zoom. So they all entered into Zoom. And the Lord said, put stones together on this mountain. And I, the Lord, will speak to you what must be done. So I did it. And God said, call this place El Bethel. Which means I, the Lord, the God of this house. And now when the Lord was showing me those things, you know, I was divided. I said, oh, but God, I came here for, and the Lord said, no, do, do, do both. So when I was there, I spoke to them. I said, you know what? Today, God said there's a new chapter. There's a new phase. Things will begin to happen differently. And I began to speak to them how God will raise up financial prophets, how God will raise up different. And, and I told them, I said, you are representing people because I am anointing you over this new phase. Let me say this thing to you. The way I prophesy accurately when I speak to people like this, like this, like this, these other prophets who rise up, who come, some will rise in families, as I spoke to you, how prophetic families will rise, prophetic children will come, and prophetic homes, that how God is going to do it. Because you cannot conquer, you cannot conquer the systems of the world without using the family systems. I, I, are you there? You must understand that other families are not just from the world. There are some families, you see, like, you, you can be here, another family here, and because you are so natural, you may think we are the same. No. The other families are in, are in heaven and are on earth. It's not all families that are in heaven. Paul said, I bow my knees to the Lord Jesus Christ. By whom? The whole family in heaven and on earth is named. There are certain families are named in heaven and are named on earth. Oh, we'll talk another day that message. Now, 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 now. So God spoke to me how he's going to raise up prophetic families. How things will happen. And how, how when people will see how these families will be rising up. And, and the agendas of God, how he's putting them over the prophetic families. God said, when I cut out my plan, my name will be glorified. Amen. This is the season when God will raise up, you know, Prophetic homes, prophetic families, connections, children. In Isaiah 54, 13, there is a prophecy that even your children will be taught by the Lord. And great shall be their peace. 